some fear at the confident activism of Black yeah. Lives Matter, um, of the real impact of legal immigration on a lot of communities, overcrowding, stressing services, language, culture. And he has really catalyzed a lot of those fears. And he's given them a language that they can speak. And sometimes the language is as simple as affiliating with Trump or just saying his name, Trump, 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 that cry, that rallying cry. Uh, you, the headline says Trump minds grievances of whites who feel lost. His charged words allow the disaffected to vent feelings usually unspoken. And I assume you mean by that usually unspoken by national leaders. That's correct. I mean, I think that, you know, he, Charlie, has done things in public as a candidate for a major party nomination that no one else has. I'll give you an example. Obviously, people have been struck by the way these marginal figures on the far right, you know, I can't even call them conservatives. They're, they're really uh, these figures, kind of white nationalists, anti-Semites, uh, David Duke, people like him, have come out and been supportive of Trump, said he should vote for Trump. Um, now, the average politician who was unlucky enough to get one of these endorsements or expressions of support, the game is pretty clear. You say, I instantly want nothing to do with that person. I'm not what they're about. Trump plays a very different game with them. He says, well, I disavow, but there's a lot of anger out there. But, you know, I disavow. Uh, but look, people are angry. And when you talk to those people, a David Duke or some of these white nationalists who your audience haven't heard of that I spent right. time talking to, um, what they say is... Um, Trump has spoken to them in their language. It is the best and most they have ever hoped for out of a mainstream politician. And Trump is introducing a mainstream audience to their ideas about immigrants, uh, people of color as vectors of disorder and disease and social decay. They are hearing him speak their language. And do, is it also a factor, Mike, you think the fact that uh, they believe he is because of his constant boasting about all the things he can do because he was a television star on a reality television program, that somehow he knows how to deal with all those people that they think, and I always hate to use the word they, but the people we're talking about who are supporting Trump, feel uh, have contempt for them? Oh, I think there's a definite aspirational element to many of the people who go to Trump rallies, many of the Trump supporters, many of the Trump voters. Uh, Nick's piece is really an important piece because it points to, well, for, the first thing it does is clearly, you know, not everyone who supports Donald Trump or wants to vote for Donald Trump is a bigot or a racist. But there is... Words are weapons. And in fact, not all of them even agree with him, but somehow yeah. in this election season, they think... They want to try something different. But words are weapons, and, and Donald Trump's words are sometimes used as weapons, and his body language is sometimes a weapon. As Nick just pointed out, he can give a sort of silent acquiescence uh, and get away with it uh, to, you know, the worst elements of, of our culture, the worst elements of our politics. But, but people, a lot of the people that Nick has written about who, who aspire to have more than they have now and are listening to Donald Trump, they know that over the last 15 or 20 years, and in some cases much longer than that, uh, the system has not worked for them. No institutions have worked for them. They've lost jobs. Uh, they've lost a piece of their what their familiar existence is, their towns shrink, their cities shrink, their neighborhoods shrink and change. Some of them, in addition to losing jobs, perhaps have lost children within a 15, 16 year old war. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have all of this in their mind. They have a list of grievances that Trump in his own way has managed to address in different ways. And why do you think Hillary has not been able to? Or has she? 
I don't think she has. Uh, I think a lot of people, it's mystifying, Charlie. Hillary Clinton, an accomplished woman, uh, first lady of this country for eight years, first lady of Arkansas prior to that, United States Senator, Secretary of State. She's been on the landscape now for 40 years, 30 years quite publicly, national scene. And the number of people who don't know who she is, who are you at your core, is stunning. And something like... Also, as Mike, as you were saying, Mike, you know, her, her, it's her resume, I think, that is part of the problem. I think a lot of these folks view her uh, as part of the broken promises, part of the political structure and establishment, part of the powers that be that have hurt them, that have taken away parts of their lives they cherished, uh, that have worked even against their interests, their economic and social interests for years. And I think she is, look, she, you know, for the same reasons that Mike listed, her, her length...